0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of Between Sermons where we're taking Sunday's sermon and turning it from a monologue into actual dialogue because sometimes like you're really restricted on the stage of how much you can talk about and and really just talking at people instead of having a conversation with somebody. And so our goal today is to turn that message into a real conversation. And I think that this is going to be a great series for you, even if you're not a part of the service on Sunday, because we're, we started a new series called Peaks and Valleys, and we're talking about the kind of the highs and the lows of life, and the reality is, a lot of us face some really bad lows. And so we want to be able to talk through from a Christian perspective, what do you do when life isn't going well? What do you do when, when you feel like you're in a valley season? Uh, and so to help me with this conversation today, we got Joni Bishop in the house. How's it going? I don't know why I said in the house. That was weird. I don't ever talk like that. But <laughs> apparently today, uh, I, I think days. I'm I'm intimidated because so Joni's our producer for the show uh, and she came dressed really well and I came in a hoodie.
1: I mean, it's, um, it's a nice hoodie. I mean, it has a little w- bit of texture to it. There's some design going one on. One of us clearly takes plain. this
0: more seriously than the other. <laughs> But now I'm just self-conscious that you know I need you to. Should, be. should I wear a suit and tie you next next week? It, it was my power move. <laughs> it, it, it worked very well. Awesome. I'm extremely intimidated Perfect. now. Uh, but we're going to have a great conversation today. Uh, this is, ooh, should we make a disclaimer that this could be like the depressing episode mm. of Between Sermons? I mean, I, I hope it doesn't become that, mm. but the reality is we're talking about the valleys. We're
1: talking about the valleys, and in that conversation, I mean, we're going to be talking about things that aren't so bright and shiny, and it, it could be depressing, but I think my hope for this podcast is that we'll be real enough to let people see that, hey, we all experience things and what are some some ways that each other how are we getting through these these things and maybe we can help somebody today
0: yeah that that's hey that's that's my hope as well uh and so yeah we're just gonna we're gonna jump in but i I think that we gotta we have gotta start with kind of defining this this whole concept of the valley because i think i think most people naturally have an idea of what that means but i feel like it's not so i don't know uh restricted, right? Like a value for one person could be about their health or another for their Valley could be about their spiritual life. Uh, it could be a dryness for, for somebody else. It could be something going on with their kids. And it's just for another, it could be career path is just like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be. So, what what's your thoughts on what what is a valley season to Joni Bishop?
1: Ooh, a valley season to Joni Bishop. Um, can it be all of the things that you mentioned at one time? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I because... mean, uh, that is.
0: I think that is part of it, right? Like any yeah. of us, if we're facing one thing,
1: yeah, I got this. Yeah.
0: It's really when you get overwhelmed with eight yeah. things. And
1: like Pastor Chris mentioned yesterday in her message, um, you know it'd be great if we could just schedule those things ahead of time. <laughs> right, that would be amazing to say. You know what? I'm ready for the valley now. Yeah. I got my backpacking gear. Yep. I'm ready to go. We're suited up. Let's let, let's do this thing. But that's not how it happens. Yeah. Um. So what are what are my thoughts on the valley? Yeah. Yeah. Valley what, seasons. What,
0: what is what is a valley Ooh, for Joni?
1: A valley season is a time where I am struggling. So I would say the struggle for me okay. if, if i'm struggling with with health if i'm struggling with finances if i'm struggling with my kids if i'm struggling in relationships or work um when i'm facing opposition of some form yeah i would say that that's probably the valley for me
0: so like struggle for you would then be it's like i have what i view as good and right and anytime i'm not able to achieve that that would be struggle or how would how, um, how would you define? I'm just trying to get into yeah. the, the nitty gritty. No, no
1: it's, it's a great question, and I guess it would have been awesome if I would have thought of this ahead of time to define <laughs> to define. That's, the not, how for me. That's not how we roll on between sermons. No. This is
0: a natural conversation. This is a natural conversation. Yeah.
1: So struggle. Um, I okay. I appreciate a good challenge. Okay. I like I one of my favorite things in the world to do is to learn something new. So I enjoy being up against something that I've never done before that I don't know how to do. So yeah. super random, it was a good friend of ours, it was his birthday last month. And so we decided to, um, his his wife messaged me and she was like, hey, you know he's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. She's like, I have this, this awesome Harry Potter lamp right next to my bed and we wanna get a matching one for Nathaniel um, that's Lord of the Rings, but I can't find one anywhere. You're super crafty, can you help? <laughs> absolutely so i'm googling i'm getting on amazon i'm ordering all these lamp parts i have never made a lamp a day <laughs> in my life i know nothing about electric nothing about lamps but i do know something about a challenge so i'm like sweet this is something new this is something fun there's a cool outcome nathaniel will be super excited about it so let me figure this out so that project took it took a couple of weeks to to get done from start to finish and i definitely cried i laughed it was quite an emotional experience all around, but at the end of the day, like I got it done, and so that was a win for me. So that was it was a struggle. It was something that I haven't done before, but I don't see that as a valley time because I saw it as a as a learning and growth opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, challenges in and, and of I saw the pictures. It
0: turned out amazing. Like I'm I was like, I want one.
1: I'm pretty proud of it. I had a couple <laughs> people asking like how much, and I'm like, you don't, you don't want to know. It's
0: not. It's not worth. It's not it. wa- <laughs>
1: It's not worth it. You can't pay me wanna, to do this no, again. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably do it again, but I, yeah, we're, we're not going there right now. Um, so I guess a challenge, a valley would be a challenge where I feel stuck yeah, and I, go, I don't see a way out of it. It's yeah. not a, this is going to cause me to grow, which I think, you know, part of where we're going to be going is those valleys do cause us to grow. But sometimes um, if, if I don't have that, that perspective, it's it's challenging, it's hard, and I don't want to be there. That's yeah. a valley.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that. You know, uh, the, the way you just said, you know, it's a place you don't want to be. Right. Like, so I think that we can all kind of identify the valleys in our own lives where it's like, this is this is not where I want to be right now. Uh, You could probably slap the label valley right right on that thing. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, I think for a lot of us, it, it really what we talked about with, you know, the struggle. It's not just the challenge, but it's the the constant where it's like this struggle has been a struggle for longer than it should have been a struggle.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. It's like it's like, okay, I can deal with this problem. If I come up with my solution and I execute it and now we're past it, you know, that's that's not a valley. That's just that's just the ups and downs of life yeah. or whatever. But a valley is when it's like, OK, I'm on my 87th attempt at solving this problem and I've got 87 failures uh, lined up and I don't know what to do next. I think for me personally, like when things are completely out of my control um, in in a negative way, like it things are always out of control but when it's something that you're like i i want to be able to fix this but i can't like for that for for me that that's a valley season um i think for me also it's just those moments where it just feels like life has become i don't know um just a constant monotonous struggle where it just it feels like when you feel like you're going uphill (laughs) stop and it's like, can I just get a flat land? Like, yes. I don't even, I don't even need the mountaintop. Like, I don't even need to be at the peak. Right. Can I just get a, can I get a plateau? A right. uh, Plateau would be really nice right now because it just feels like everything is just, it's either constant downhill, or it's just constant the struggle trudge, of trying yes. to climb out of this thing. And it's like I'm, I'm stuck at the base of this mountain that I'm, I know I'm never gonna reach the top of. And it's just, it's demoralizing. Right. It is. Um, And yeah, I I think, you know, in in Pastor Chris's message, you know, she talked about uh, fear uh, being a part like when when you're in that valley season, there's there's a fear of not being able to accomplish something or not knowing what to do. And this fear can kind of paralyze us and it can end up causing us to stay in a valley that we should have gotten out of. Right. Uh, But fear just kind of keeps us in that place. Uh, She talked about what else like being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Right. When it's just there's a million things happening. And it's like I just I I I could handle two of those. I can't have handle all eight at the same time, right? It's like it, I got family problems. I've got work problems. I've got uh you know relationship with God problems. I've got health problems. I've got. It's like can I just get a win somewhere? Yeah. Right.
1: Are, are we talking about my life story right now?
0: No, this was just hypothetical. Oh, this is hypothetical. But, uh, okay, you know, okay, okay. Do you need a win? Yeah, I need a win. I need a <laughs> well, win. You look amazing today. Thanks. So there's that is win. a
1: win. I'll Good take job. it. I'll
0: take it. <laughs> you addressed me on on my own show. Yes. So. For real. Uh and then what, what was her third one? So her third one, oh, it was dry. The dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the the valley of dry bones, yeah. right? Cause she had a scripture to kind of back up or a story in the Bible to back up each valley. Um and yeah, and I think that's that's valid mm-hmm. too. I think that there's times when it's like, man, my I used to have this yeah. like passion with God where it was like, you know, every time I'd open up my Bible, it was just like it came alive. And then it's like every time I open my Bible now, I'm falling asleep. Yeah, uh, it's, or it's that like, internal you
1: know, struggle versus those yeah, external circumstances. Exactly.
0: Like I used to be able to turn on worship music and immediately just like I feel the presence of God. And now it's like, I don't know, I could listen to the worship music for an hour and feel nothing. Yeah. And it just feels like this this dry place, which is probably an indication that like you've got the wrong idea of Christianity yeah, if she, it's all feelings my, based. My feelings. Yeah. Right? Like you need to get out of your feelings because God's God whether you feel it or not. Exactly. Um. I don't
1: think worship <laughs> is a success on how we feel. Yes. But. Ex- oh, thank you for yes. saying that.
0: Exactly. Like, I think some people approach like Sunday services and it's like, oh, you know, worship wasn't great today. Yeah. Because I didn't feel the thing. It's like, oh, it's a good thing we weren't worshiping you.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Worship today made me feel, I'm sorry, what? Yeah,
0: worship worship wasn't about you. (laughs) Wasn't about
1: you. I I didn't think it was about you today. Maybe next week. Somebody a little higher. Not today.
0: Um, Yeah. So I I think that the, yeah, when we talk about like what is a valley, I think that you could define that in a lot of different ways. But I love that approach of it's when you're struggling. Yeah. Um, You're on struggle bus.
1: For sure. I think it's being mindful that my valley might look different than your valley, might look different than his valley.
0: Yeah. And we do get into a danger sometimes where it's like we we look at our own lives and we're like, man, I'm struggling so much. And that person over there is having all the success. Well, if you were to sit down with that person and talk with them, they might feel like they're in a valley. Yeah. Because like, well, yeah, they're doing great in their health, but they're doing horrible in this other area that you don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think just recognizing that everybody could be in a valley like yeah. all the time like it just 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 yeah. default into yeah their their life is probably not as good as Instagram makes it look
1: right and I think I think having that posture just in general is is healthy it's good yeah. to to be mindful of where other people are because you're you're absolutely right we never know where somebody is yeah. and so like being mindful that hey somebody might be in a valley that might cause us to be kind that might yeah. cause us to exude peace that might Hopefully. cause us to be joyful <laughs> yeah. um instead of yeah. just harsh or yeah. negative or Yeah. Yeah.
0: Kicking them while they're down.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So we're we're here to support each other and to build each other up. And I think having that perspective is is a good thing.
0: So if there's a, you know, a myriad of definitions for being in a valley, what do you think the causes? of a valley are. Like so it's valley season. How did I end up here? How did how did I get in this place where I'm in the valley? What what causes it?
1: Ooh, okay. This is ooh, this is this is the question of the day though.
0: Oh, this could be a super like deep theological like (laughs) and we might go there because we were kind of having a pre conversation. So causes of
1: the valley, I mean there are I, I think I think it's hard to define the cause of the valley without talking about the purpose of the valley. Okay. So the cause of the valley could be that we are being thrown into a season of growth and vibrancy and, and think about the valley like in a physical sense, like it's yeah. lush, it's green, it's growing, Every, you know, there's flowers and trees and animals and then like when you get into the mountains, there's, I, I've heard you talk about what, the tree line? Yeah, There's a yeah, point the tree on the line, mountain the above which nothing yeah. else can grow. Yeah. So like you're not seeing that that growth, you're not seeing that lusciousness, you're experiencing the joy and the high of literally being, you know, thousands of feet up, yeah. but we're we're not seeing seeing growth. So for me, the valley is gonna be that place of growth but why? What causes it? Ooh, yeah. um, I think it can be um, the result of our own our own choices. Uh-huh. It can be the cause of somebody else's choices. Yeah. The question is: Does God bring the valley to us? <laughs> does He put us in the valley?
0: Yeah. Th- th- so this this was our big like uh, my wife and I were having this not argument because it wasn't an argument. It was just a deep conversation. Yeah. It was it was just like. what do you think and I don't know if I believe that and and you know and so here's the here's the the question is um, can God cause you to go through a valley could could God just say you know what you know what Joni needs right now Joni needs a struggle
1: I think Joni needs a valley I think as much as I don't want to admit it as much as I don't want to say it I think that ultimately yes God can say God
0: causes bad things
1: I think God can cause us to enter growth situations (laughs)
0: It's a very art, art, artful way of, uh, of approaching So that. does God cause
1: bad things? No. Yeah. No. He's a good God. He's yeah. a loving God. He's a kind, generous, compassionate, yeah. wonderful God. Yeah. And I think all of those attributes also equate into him wanting to see growth mm-hmm. and goodness in us. And yeah. sometimes we... Okay, my sister-in-law. So she she was just here for Thanksgiving. Super great to see her. We only see her, you know, once or twice a year. But she's a professional bodybuilder. So she is, she's very strong very athletic, very ripped. Um, So she's in competition season right now, so just being around her, I'm like, how in the world? Danielle did not get the muscles that Danielle has by sitting down on the bench at the gym. She got those muscles by exercising, by picking up weights, by doing things that are hard, by literally tearing her muscles so that they can regrow stronger. And so um, I think that God will put us in situations, he will allow situations in our life where we have to exercise those muscles, where we have to get stronger. Is, Is it a bad thing? No. Can it be a bad thing? Yes. I think that we can be in situations from our own design or because of the choices of others or simply because we live in a fallen world yep. that was not necessarily God's intention, yet he can cause good to come out of it and he can cause growth to yeah. happen inside of us.
0: Yeah. I think it, it comes down to a semantics thing. Because like if somebody were to ask me, can God cause uh, bad things to happen? Like m- my answer would be yes. Depends perspective, on. Perspective though. It, that's what I was going to get at. It depends on your perspective of, of bad. Yeah. So, like, it could be bad from your perspective and from God's. It's like, oh, this is necessary. Yeah. Right. And so, like, sometimes, like, bad things are necessary. Yeah. And I'm not even getting into, because we can have the whole conversation about consequences. Because uh, I, I think that we have enough scripture to show, like, God brought about bad consequences on people. Right. Like, Israel right. disobeys. And it literally says multiple times in the Old Testament that God provoked an enemy against them yeah. as judgment. And so, you know, can God do Things like that. Yeah. I mean, he says that he does. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of times what we view as a bad moment, God's actually using for our good. Uh, and it's a limited perspective. Right. It's, uh, so we have we have finite information. We, yeah. we know the moment and we know the feeling. God knows the outcome. And, and it's that's like, the man, these these momentary troubles, the scripture right. says, are, are preparing for us. This glory and so, yeah. yeah. Can can God allow things to happen? Absolutely. Can God cause bad things to happen? I kind of think so. Uh, and it, it is a hard theoretical, not theoretical, uh, theological uh, yeah. conversation to have because He is a good God and does a good God cause evil? Yeah. No, I'm not going there. But, but is
1: it only bad because of our perspective? Of
0: right, that? right. So yeah. like, would we that's label it as evil? And God's like, that's not evil. That's man. That's you need that because if yeah. you don't get that. Yeah. So like um like I think it was what last week I talked about some of the financial struggles that my wife and I had early on. And like I could look at that season of our lives and be like, that was bad. That was I mean, that was absolutely a valley. It's hard. Was it a valley because we put ourselves there? I don't think so. I mean, I could point the finger at a, a couple of of people. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus or anything, but like I could point at some some people and just say, because of decisions they made I was in this place mm-hmm. but at the end of the day I hold no grudge against them because I see how much good yeah was developed in my life yeah. as a result of that that season that we were in yeah. and so if you asked me in the moment is this good I would have said no this isn't good looking back on it I can say that was absolutely good
1: yeah yeah I, I walked through a situation um it was a it was a it was a work situation where i ended up and i was there about nine months and it was not anything like i had imagined it would be yeah. it was nothing and i remember even being just a month or two into it just questioning god like god i know that you told me that i was supposed to be here why in the world is yeah, everything yeah. going down the way it's going down like it was it it wasn't a place that I was, I couldn't see myself being there long term. Um, it was just, it wasn't a good healthy situation. And it took me leaving that place and entering a new chapter to see that God had set it up so that I would walk through that valley to get to the peak yeah. that he had for me afterwards. Yeah. That I literally, the connections that I made, the relationships that I built in that time in the valley, had I not seen those had I not been part of yeah. those I never would have been there to was that, an opportunity to that waiting that you absolutely have I, I it never would have happened there is zero chance that I would have made it to that peak and honestly it, that, that peak has been a blessing to my life and I wouldn't trade it for the world yeah. and so looking back at that situation that I was in like it sucked like yeah. I woke yeah. up dreading going to work yeah But had I not walked through that, had I not been obedient to God when he said go and I didn't want to be there, um, I I wouldn't have experienced, like I said, one of of the biggest joys that I have had of experiencing. The funny
0: thing is, like, if you think about it in the natural sense, like, there's only a valley when there's two high points. Right. Like you, you can't have a valley if there's no other mountain top. Right. I'm uh, I'm, that, I'm, not I mean, a geography I'm major, thinking, yeah, just, but I feel I'm like thinking. valley by definition is it's the low point between yeah. two high points. Yeah. And so, yeah, sometimes we have to go through a valley in order to get to the next thing that God has for us. Um, and it may be setting up the right connections, the right people. It may be doing something, developing something in us yeah. to get us there. uh, So these are kind of like good reasons to be in a valley but the reality is not every valley was good creation like it wasn't right uh, so let's be honest sometimes you're in a valley because uh valleys are natural like they just they just happen some sometimes they're absolutely nothing within your control mm-hmm. it's not even to say hey god was wanting to, to yeah. do this like you get do a car accident that
1: just, god literally right. calls that car to ram into you right mm, sometimes I, I it's just
0: we're in a fallen world yep. people get sick people die people get laid off like things happen and look is, is anything outside of a omniscient omnipresent omnipowerful god no everything's within his control but that doesn't necessarily mean that he exercises that control Because right. he creates free will yep. and the ramifications of free will is sin uh, a fallen world stuff happens that is of no choice of our own yeah, uh, And so we, we'll have to talk about those valleys. But there's also an, a third cause of valleys, and that is we do stupid things. Like, it's, just, it's just the reality. Oh, it's like, so true. Like sometimes so true. the valley is literally just the natural consequence of a decision you made. If you had gone left, it was mountaintop. But you chose to go right. right. <laughs> and because you went right, you walked yourself right into a valley.
1: <laughs> I've, I, I might have done that before. I Maybe never once. have, never, never. Not even not okay. even once. Just right, I'll, I'll give you the notes. I'll give I'll give you my notes. <laughs> yeah, tell
0: me valley. what that feels like. Okay, cool. When you look back and you're like, "Man, oh, I screwed up.
1: This was my own doing." Yeah.
0: And I've absolutely been there uh in in a lot of different ways where it's like, "Man, I'm I'm in a in a valley in my relationship with God because I prioritized other things." Like yeah. this is the consequence of I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do in the plateau season or in the mountaintop season, and now I found myself in a valley because I didn't I didn't do the right things right. or I'm in the valley because God was like do not make this decision and I'm like I feel like I'm gonna make that decision and the consequence of that decision is I'm in a valley it's, is it God's fault no no is it nature's fault is it because of the fallen world no not really it's it's because I chose to do something I yeah. shouldn't have done yeah I bought a car I couldn't afford yeah. uh, I slept with that person and now i'm pregnant i have a child or whatever like there's there are consequences to our actions that can lead us into what feels like a valley
1: yeah and so in in those moments what as you're talking about that the thing that pops into my mind is okay i put myself into a valley what Mm -hmm. do i do where do i go and the thing that's that's just ringing around in my head is ownership like i need to own such a
0: dangerous word
1: i need to own that I had a piece to play in putting myself (laughs) in this situation and uh, obviously not excluding God and his, his powerful work to, to get me out of this. But sometimes we do have to face the consequences. Sometimes, you know, I do get pregnant before I'm married and I still have a baby that has to be born. And um, I'm going to deal not not with the consequence, not to call a child a consequence, but to deal with the natural causation of the choices that I've made. Um, So I need to take ownership of the part that I played and what I can do to better my choices, to not do this in the future, but to help get myself out right now. And,
0: And the reality is sometimes a child is both a blessing. Yeah. And a consequence. Yeah. I mean, it's I think every child is a blessing yeah. from God. And the fact that there's life being brought in. Absolutely. The
1: world. I have one of them. Yeah, I have one. And she is an absolute blessing. Yeah. Wouldn't trade her for the world. But she was also days. a consequence. But she was a consequence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You live with it. Exactly. Yeah. I, th- I think I love that that word ownership. I think when when we do find ourselves in a us made valley. We have to start with just recognizing, like, I'm here because of what I did.
1: Yeah.
0: Because if you don't have that recognition, you get bitter at God. You get bitter at other people. Oh, totally. You miss, like, you just dig yourself a deeper hole. Like, it's like if I'm in a valley financially because I made a bad financial decision, but I don't recognize that yeah. as a bad decision, then guess what I'm going to do in the valley? I'm going to keep making bad financial okay. decisions. Yep. Right, it's like you know, I I I didn't do what I was supposed to do, and now I got a payday loan, and now, you know, I'm borrowing a thousand and paying back fourteen hundred, and it just it's just stupidity, and it yeah. spirals, and yep. until you stop and say, okay, I'm in this place because I screwed up, I need to not commit that screw up again. Yep. Right? If I'm gonna ever hope to get out of this mess, I've got to first fix the the thing that I did wrong.
1: Absolutely. When a plus b equals c, we try to not add a and b together. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) do what we can to avoid it.
0: If you don't like c, stop adding a and b. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Oh jinx! Yell me a coke. (laughs) All right. So uh, that's uh, that's a great kind of segue. So that's kind of the the us made valley starting with ownership, but with with any valley, whether you're making it, whether nature made it, or even if God putting our theology on on mm-hmm. hold of as far as how much play does God have in this? Uh, if it does feel like this is a God made valley, how do you get through it? How do you get out of it? Like what, what is, what does Joni Bishop do when it's like, okay, I'm in a valley. I don't like valleys. I would like I to like not them. be in the valley. I don't like them. So what do you do? What do you do when you don't like it?
1: I have to first hold tight to so what I know is true. Okay. I have to take truth over emotion I have to take truth over feeling I have to take what scripture says over what I'm experiencing because for me like I've I feel I feel things deeply strongly intensely so for me to push past those emotions like I can get so caught up I can get so wrapped up in the moment of oh my goodness I am I'm so upset right now I'm so angry I'm so hurt I'm so sad Um, but it is having to to get past that and move beyond that to the place of okay what, is, what does scripture say about this? Yeah. What does the word say about this? What what, have, what has God told me before in prayer or even taking back and looking through journals or thinking yeah. about the times where he's been good before? Um, even if I can't feel him now, what about when I felt him last year? Yeah. What Reflecting on those those experiences and yeah. those times and just standing firm on, okay, I know that this is true. Yep. I might not be feeling it right now. Yep. I know this is true. And it's that struggle of, of faith, of having to believe yeah. even when I can't see right now. Yeah. So I I would say, first and foremost, it is, okay, what's true? Yeah. What's true?
0: And and like one of the tenets of our faith is that God doesn't change. And so if I have an experience where God is good uh, or, or I feel his presence, okay, if I'm not feeling it now or he doesn't look good now, what happened? Did God change? Or did I do something? Did I change? And so I, right. I think in that moment, yeah, you, you've got to you got to hold on to it. And I love that you're like, I'm all feelings, uh, which is why you married a guy that's no feelings and all logic. <laughs> I have enough um, for both of us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sorry, Brett. Um, but anyways, um, I, I, this is such an old preacher thing, but it's like uh, you remember rule number one, rule number two. So rule number one is God is good. Yes. And rule number two is when it doesn't seem like God is good, refer back to rule yes, number one. Yes, absolutely. Right. And so I, I think, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of times that in the valley, our instinct can be to say, God, where are you? That right. that God, you have vanished from this place. God, you're not with me anymore. You're you're only the God of the mountains. But that's not what scripture tells us. He's never right? far. Yeah. He, he's always close to us. And it even it even goes so far as to say he's close to the brokenhearted. Like right. it, it even goes so far as to say not only is God always with you. But when you're feeling the worst, that's when he's the closest. Right. And and I love, you know, Pastor Chris started off the message with with quoting the scripture that, you know, he's not just the God of the mountains. He's the God right. of the valleys, too. Um, he's the God of of everywhere. Uh, and so there's there's no limitation to who he is. And so, yeah, I think we start with this reminder that, that God is good. Um, that's the truth. Right now the the reality i'm experiencing is making it really hard for me to accept that truth
1: yeah
0: um so what do you do in that moment The application. Like when you have yes. to actually remind yourself okay god is good it doesn't feel like he's good but brent says he's good so he's got to be good because brent never lies now how do you, how do you how do you really uh deal with that
1: um i th- i think you have two choices uh-huh i like simple you choices you can you can options. draw closer to God. You can invest yourself more in in prayer and the word and yeah. worship and focus. Mm-hmm. Or you can back off and go, well, God's not here anyway. Yeah. Does it doesn't matter. Does it matter if I read my Bible today? Does yeah. it matter if I pray today? Yeah. God God's not listening anyway because mm-hmm. I've been praying mm-hmm. these prayers for how long and they have not been been answered. Yeah. So it's it's that that choice of, well, which, which direction am I going to go? Yep. Cause I'm at a crossroads yep. and I'm up against this wall and I can go left and I can go right. I can't yeah. go straight. Where do I go? So I, I, I think that's, I think that's the struggle. I think it's the struggle of making the choice, making the right choice daily to do what's right. Even if I don't feel it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that choice. And it's, it's funny cause in ministry, We come across people all the time that are at the worst place in their in their life. Like it, it's the sad reality. Like I would rather do all the weddings and none of the funerals, but but that's that's not ministry. Like ministry, you you have to you know talking to a a guy at the church. uh, How was your Thanksgiving? He's like, well, my wife actually passed away three months ago, and so this is the first holiday without her. Okay, that's this is a very different conversation all of a sudden. Uh, But that's that's ministry, and so like, and and so in that. What I've seen is your AB options, right? I've seen people take that pain and run from God because of it and say, because I'm feeling this, it means God isn't here. So screw him. Like I just, I reject it all. Yeah. And I've never seen that work out very well for people. The other option is people go through the worst thing in their life. They're in a valley that most people can't even begin to even conceptualize how, how deep that valley goes and they use that moment to draw closer to god and he gives them strength and courage and they come out on the other side and you're like how how are you even standing right after going through all that and it's like well i took that pain i took that frustration and i ran yeah. to god with it yeah and when you run to god with it amazing things happen when yeah. you run from god with with all that stuff and usually doesn't work out so well
1: yeah and and the way I see it is, I think that sometimes when we go through those valley experiences, the things that we have to learn, the things that we have to to gain from that valley, are not always just for us. Yeah. I think that um, you know I've heard it, I've heard it said that our our struggles and our pain there is a purpose behind it and it's not always just going to be for me yeah, yeah. so it's it's going to be external it's going to be so I can help somebody else who might be walking through the same valley in the future know hey take this step to the left and then when you get down here you want to yeah. go three three hops to the right yeah. um so how to navigate the, those valleys I think it's we we have to get out of the perspective of it's about me it's about everything that I'm facing. But I, I think once we start to expand our, our thought process into, you know, our brothers and sisters in Christ and who yeah. they're they're struggling and they're going through something like, how can yeah. I help them? Or I face something similar. And this is yeah. this is how I experienced it. Maybe this can help you along yeah. the way. Um, kind of shifting that shifting that focus yeah. from me to external of how can this also help somebody else? Yeah. Because I know there have been some things that I have faced in my life, some things that I have experienced that don't make sense to me. They are definitely things that I would describe as, as evil or bad. And I don't know that God was the cause of them yet. I know that he brought me through and I want to see somebody else who's facing that same struggle in that same situation. I want to see them see victory as well. And so I want to take that experience that I had, mind you, I wouldn't go back and pick it. Like I wouldn't choose to have that experience, but I I experienced it. Nonetheless, God brought me through. And I think we have a, we have a job to, to, use the old school phrase, testify, but to, to tell of what the Lord has done and to give that, that testimony of his goodness and his faithfulness through that time, because people need to hear that. And I think that we don't, we don't do that enough. Like we don't do that enough nowadays where we, we talk about our struggles and you know, we want to be Instagram perfect. We want to be, you know, Facebook famous and have our life be shiny and perfect and rainbows. And it's not. Nobody, yeah. nobody has that life. We all face those struggles, but we've become yeah. so fake as a society that I think the realism and the, yeah. the reality has—we've lost touch. But um, in our struggles, that's where we connect with people. In yeah. our pain, that's where that's where we connect with people. And so I think being Absolutely. truthful about that and being honest about that and using those situations to help others walk through yeah. it themselves—I think, for me, anyway, I I need to see the purpose. Yeah. I need to see the purpose in the pain because if yeah. I'm facing something and. It doesn't make sense, and yeah. there's there's no no purpose for it whatsoever. Like I need it to be good. I yeah. need to find some good in it somewhere, yeah. somehow, some way.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people they just need to see somebody has made it through what they're going through. Right. Like they need to see somebody on the other side of it. Yeah. And and it just gives them that that hope yeah. that they need something to hold on to. That okay, you know maybe it's not even the same exact situation, but I see that they went through this. Right. And look how good they are today. Now that might have taken six years or sixty years, but. I can see them on the other side and because yeah. I can see them on the other side, I can follow them to the other side. Right. And I think the, the more that we as individuals can can kind of come to terms with the fact that we cannot change our own path, our own past, uh, but we can uh, potentially change somebody else's future.
1: Right.
0: Uh, and so just taking that ownership of of, OK, this this horrible thing happened to me, uh, this depressing thing happened, this this valley season happened but I've made it through. God's helped me. Time has healed the wound or whatever you want to, you want to call it. Uh, and now I w I don't want to just keep moving forward. I want to look back to people that are in that same struggle and reach out a hand to say, Hey, let me, let me guide you through this. You know, it's like, uh, we can become the, the Sherpa of, of navigating the, the valleys of, of pain. And sometimes, you know, you, you need somebody that can carry your bags for you and you need somebody that can say, Hey, uh, watch out for that rock right there it's loose you know but if you step over here it's solid
1: yeah and I think sometimes we it it sounds intimidating like it sounds like well I yes I've walked through the fire but I'm not perfect yet like I don't have it all figured out yet so I can't help them because I'm still not there you might be two steps ahead you can at least help them two steps ahead so I I think I would just I would love to encourage do it yeah just do it yeah help you don't have to be perfect you don't have to be on the top of the mountain to help somebody who's still in the valley yeah. so even if even if you're a step ahead you're three steps ahead you can yeah. still reach your hand back and you can yeah. still help them as you're journeying along yourself
0: yeah i love it okay so pastor chris gave us the three kind of emotions of the valley let's take each one what what would what would be your advice for somebody that's like okay uh dry season uh fear overwhelmed so let's Ooh. start with dry so somebody's spiritually dry in that valley what do you do
1: keep those appointments. Keep that daily appointment to read. Keep that yep. daily appointment to pray. Keep that daily daily appointment to worship. Yep. You might yeah. not feel anything. You might not feel anything for weeks yeah. or months another, or a year.
0: Another old preacher one. Uh, there's only two times where you should pray uh, when you feel like it and when you don't.
1: <laughs> yep. It's and that, that's pray. true. I mean, because yeah. we, we know that God speaks to us through his word. Yep. So when we <laughs> we're like, God, I can't hear you. <laughs> yet we're not opening the word. Yeah. I mean, it's it's basic and it's yeah. simple and it's one of those those things that can be so Chris, Christian cliché, but it's real. Yeah. It's truth that yep. I can't hear God. What is a way I can for sure hear the yep. word of God? Yep. Open the book. Yeah. Open the book. It's there. So, um for dry, definitely keep those appointments. Yeah.
0: And the reality is it's really easy to do some things when you're feeling it. Yeah, or when you feel the positive. Yeah, when effect. you have that hunger for the, yeah. like, I
1: know those seasons of. Right? I love those seasons ah, of hungry right. for the word. I can't, I can't get enough yeah. of it. Yeah, and then there are the seasons where it's like, yeah, uh, ten Some, minutes. Sometimes reading read the Bible minutes?
0: is. Sometimes look, this is a, as a pastor. Sometimes reading the Bible is a chore. Yeah, and that's okay. Like that's natural. That's normal. Read it anyways. Yep. You know, sometimes you're falling asleep while you're praying. And you're like, man, I don't even, I don't even feel like praying today. But you know, Brent's gonna be mad at me if I don't pray, so I'm gonna make sure I pray. Yeah, like, do it, do it anyways, right?
1: Yep. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again: right actions eventually bring about right emotions. Yeah. There you go. And keep doing what you know is right. It's A much
0: better version of "fake it till you make it." <laughs> I I
1: like it. A little more eloquent.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that.
1: That's good. I'll have to steal that one. Steal it.
0: <laughs> okay, so dry season. It, there's no fancy formula. There's no, no. magic button dry seasons you just have to push through Yep, it's you know i I ran a marathon years ago and we hit like the 17th mile or 15th mile somewhere in there it was just like why are we doing this like i'm done and it was like okay well if you quit right now you still have to walk (laughs) the rest of the way like like what are you gonna do uh and so just keep putting one foot in front of the other you're in a dry season okay deserts happen um there's all throughout scripture keep walking You know, so somebody used to say, you know, if you feel like you're going through hell, don't stop. It's, it's like, true. Like, that's a that's, that's a bad advice. place to, like, pitch a tent that's and sit down. So if you yeah. feel like you're walking through hell, keep on keep walking. Going. <laughs> like, don't stop. Keep
1: on going.
0: Uh, and so, yeah, in the dry season, keep going. Keep doing the things that you know you're supposed to do. Keep praying. Keep worshiping. Keep going to church. You know, the things that, you know, it's the discipleship essentials, right? It's the foundations yeah. of this is how you have a relationship with God. And this is how you have a relationship with God when you're on the mountaintop and when you're in the valley.
1: Right. Same, same formula.
0: Right. Okay. I love it. That's awesome. Fear. Ooh. Tackle that fear valley.
1: Ooh, that fear valley. Um, Pastor Chris mentioned, what, what was the story that she used for this one? This is Elah? This is a, no, yeah. No. Uh,
0: this is David and Goliath, Ooh. the valley of Elah.
1: So she talked about having, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is doing it scared and i i've heard it before but hearing it again just it ignites something inside of me of yeah you're right it's scary but i (laughs) i have been known to to take random risks in my life and do the scary things and i've i've said before like In the face of doing something scary, like I would rather try and do the scary thing and Mm -hmm. fall flat on my face than live with the regret for the rest of my life of not having tried in the first place. Like, and I I hate to fail. Like, I am an internal perfectionist. Like, if I'm gonna do it, I want it to be right. I want it to be good. I want it to be perfect. I don't wanna fail. Like, at all costs, I don't wanna fail, but I would rather take that risk and jump. Yeah. and see if I can fly, than to stand on the ground and go, hmm, maybe I could yeah. have, maybe I couldn't have. Yeah. I don't know. We'll never know.
0: Yeah. We, we always teach that on our mission strips. Uh, like, just no regrets. No. Like, don't don't hold anything back of, out of fear or right. worry of, oh, I don't know if this, look, no regrets. Like, you yeah. don't want to get back on the plane heading home and going, man, I wish I would have prayed for that person. Yeah. Man, I wish, I, when the Holy Spirit was telling me I needed to talk to that guy, I'm, I wish I would have just talked to him.
1: Yeah. No Same. regrets. What's the worst that can happen? Right. So if you're doing what's right, if you're doing what you know is true, what's the worst that can happen? Even if you fail, it's all right. It Mm -hmm. was a learning experience. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Um, I actually just taught a course uh, for Life University on uh, public speaking, and our last lesson was all about uh, overcoming fear. And Mm -hmm. I I told the students, look, uh, nobody has ever overcome a fear without doing the thing they're afraid of. (laughs) It's true. Like, it's just you you got a fear of heights. You will always have a fear of heights until you go up someplace high.
1: Like, I don't like snakes. I'm never going to know if that fear is gone unless right? I touch yeah, a snake. You're,
0: you're going to have to. Like, if you're going to overcome that fear,
1: because yep. then you can be like, oh, I totally overcame that
0: fear. And then I bring you a snake. Right. And you're like, ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, not so yeah. much. Yeah. So, like, you cannot overcome fear without doing the thing you're afraid of. So, again, this is no fancy formula. But if you feel like you're in a valley because it's like, ah, oh, I know what I'm supposed to do, but right. I haven't done it. And maybe you've been dragging your feet for a decade. And you're like, I know that, that God told me to quit my job. and go to this nonprofit and start this orphanage or or whatever and you're like but I'm just I don't know where the money's gonna come from I don't know what I'm gonna do and you've just you're paralyzed by fear like you're always gonna be in the valley like that that valley you have you have you didn't just pitch a tent like you built a brick home in the valley
1: got electricity and everything yeah
0: you you got running Running water water, you got (laughs) you got a toilet in-house like it's you did all the stuff and you are now living in the valley because there's something you're supposed to do
1: Mm.
0: but you're not doing it
1: how do you get past that intimidation
0: do it anyways yeah yeah that, that was one of our major points with the communication thing it was like feel the fear and do it anyway Do it anyway like it's just the, yeah.
1: scared and, and I I'm think that that's that's the misconception is that courage courage is the absence of fear courage is when I feel yes I can do this I got this yeah. I can accomplish <laughs> this this is not a problem at all like yeah. here we go like sometimes but I think yeah. more oftentimes than not it's it's not. Yeah. It's I am scared out yeah. of my mind. I am literally shaking in my boots. Yeah. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Because no, I think I think your first
0: your first definition there of courage. That's not courage. That's naivety. Like you're just naive. Like it's <laughs> like nothing can harm me. Yep. <laughs> like, no, that's not reality. Right. Like, yeah. OK. Fear doesn't really have a fancy solution. Just, no. Just do it. No. I didn't
1: have a fancy solution. Fear doesn't have a fancy solution. Yeah. And overwhelmed.
0: Overwhelmed. What's the what's the non fancy solution? Maybe overwhelmed does have a fancy solution. Oh. I don't know. What, when when you're overwhelmed, when it's not one thing, it's the twelve things. And maybe not. even... Have you ever been in a place where like none of the things were that big? Like it wasn't like my There's
1: seventeen small things. Right. Like up the space. it's not yep. like
0: okay, all of a sudden you know my doctor just told me I'm dying in six months. Right. Like that's you only need one thing to be right. overwhelmed by when that's the thing. But when it's like. I've got these 18 things and my kid mouthed off to me today and I got a flat tire and uh, my boss is disappointed in me and you know we don't have the money for Christmas and we don't have this and we don't have that and yeah I don't know keep going the 18 things what what do you do so what do you do when you're overwhelmed by it's death by a thousand cuts kind of thing
1: I I don't know if this is the right answer (laughs) So I don't know if this is going to be, you know, make, we'll make the highlight real. It's not. This isn't going to make the highlight real. Well, we don't edit
0: this conversation. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't edit here at all. Um, for me, when I'm feeling overwhelmed. I try to. Ooh, I, I have to figure out where I can fail. Because I think I have to step back and go, for me personally anyway, I have to step yeah. back and go, I can't succeed at everything. Yeah, There are 18 things on my plate and my plate can only hold 10. Yeah. So what are the 10 things that are going to stay and what are the eight things that have to go? Yep.
0: Choose what you lose.
1: So that's, personally that's. You know, the season that I'm walking through right now, I would say if I have to pick any of those three, it would, it would definitely be the overwhelm. There's a lot going on. Yep. There's a lot to accomplish before the end of the year. I'm panicking just a little bit inside. Yeah. It'll be okay. Um, That's only because
0: you're heading to the Philippines. <laughs> next week. Like a week? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah next week. So, um, and then we're not back in the office until the 1st of January. Yeah. So. No panic. Great timing. It's fine. Super great timing. It's that combination
0: of we, we <laughs> give the staff two weeks off. And you're taking a week off right before the two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So time. So all times. of December. Yep. So I, I am currently in this week. It's going to be finish everything that you can possibly finish within your capacity mm-hmm. and figure out where you're going to fail, but how you're going to fail gracefully and how you can, you can pick up those pieces. Yeah. So yeah. No. I don't I, know if that's right.
0: Well, I love just even that analogy of like fail gracefully because like sometimes like you can, you can just kind of. If you're juggling, you can kind of yeah. just let the ball drop. Yeah. And sometimes you can, like, slam it to the ground. Right. Sometimes you can kind of you put just, your foot yeah. out yeah, and you let can, it, like, like yeah. gently, like, <laughs> tap your foot before it hits the ground. Oh, like. I do that
1: all the time. I just did that <laughs> to the refrigerator. I opened the refrigerator and something fell out and I caught it with my foot. And I'm like, ah! But it's like, yeah, it, it didn't break. Right. It did a little yeah. bit, bit gracefully. Look at that. Yeah. Sorry. No, I, 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 I think that's great. So, great. Ah.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways. Um... You dressed for the role. At, <laughs> at least you did that. Uh, no, I think I think yeah. So so I said earlier, you know, choose what you lose. Uh, yeah. Like I think it's the reality of if you're overwhelmed by too many things, uh, the the best advice anybody could ever give you is prioritize. Yeah. Like okay, so what is the thing that, and you can prioritize in two ways, and and we do this with mm-hmm. finances. Like so, there's the debt snowball and there's the debt avalanche. Debt mm-hmm. avalanche is tackling the most important things first. Yeah That snowball has given you the fastest win first. And sometimes in your emotional state, it's like, I need a win. Right. Right. I think we talked about that earlier. It's like sometimes just there's so much going on. I just need a win. And so you can prioritize, okay, what's the fastest win I can possibly get that's gonna give me the the emotional boost to say, Mm. Okay, I've got this. Okay. So so you could prioritize that way, or you could prioritize, you know, the opposite way and just say, Okay, if I fail at this thing, I lose my job. I should probably not lose my job, (laughs) right? If I fail at this thing over here, I have to reschedule an appointment. Okay. Mm -hmm. Reschedule an appointment, lose your job. Reschedule an appointment, lose your job. Which one is going to have the biggest impact on you and your family? So, yeah, we're going to prioritize. Let me get this thing done. And that could be, you know, a myriad of things. For somebody listening, it may be your health. Like, you may be in a place where your doctor's like, hey, look, if you don't lose weight, like, you're not going to make it to to the next decade and so you've got to make a decision where it's like okay i'm going to prioritize my health yeah. and and there's other things that i'm going to have to let go now, I've, I've talked to people were like they literally had to let go of work because they're like look my health is more mm. important than my work and so the workload that i'm taking on it's causing health problems and so i i've got to walk mm. away from that job and i've got to prioritize my health and it, it may be, you know, we, we've we've seen a lot of people do the whole walk away from work in order to focus on family. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, OK, there's some things happening at home that are not good and, and I'm failing in this area. And I need to not fail my yeah. kids. And so I'm going to let I'm going to let the work balls fall and I'm I'm just going to focus on family. And that doesn't necessarily mean you quit your job or you get fired or whatever. But it may be, you know, you talk to your boss and say, hey, I know that there's this deadline. But I really have to take care of this other thing. And look, maybe they fire you. Maybe they don't. But you still have to prioritize the family. So yeah, the, the best advice I can give is when you're overwhelmed by a million things, prioritize. Pick the pick the thing. It, what Know your personality. If you need mm-hmm. the fast win, go for the fast win. Uh, but if there's something that you're juggling, that if you drop it, like it's a nuclear yeah. bomb in your yeah. life versus if you drop something and it's just a broken glass, Yeah. yeah, prioritize
1: prioritize
0: okay what do you do this is the sucky one okay so brace yourself what do you do when you're in a valley that there is no way out of because it's either out of your control it's a time thing so maybe you're in a valley because the doctor just came in and said you have stage four cancer okay is there anything you can do to not have stage four cancer no So, I mean, you can follow the doctor's advice and you can do all that stuff, but like when the valley is just, it's the place where you're, you're going to have to live in. How do you not lose? And I told you, this is a, this is the heavy one, but how do you not lose hope? Uh, How do you not lose faith or trust in God when you're in a valley that you're like, this, this isn't a valley that I can overcome. Yeah. This is a valley that either is going to go away at a certain amount of time, or it's a valley that God's going to have to do a miracle. Yeah or it's a valley that I, I walk through until I walk through the
1: gates of heaven. Yeah. What do you do? I think in those moments, for me, I need to find purpose. I need to find purpose in those moments. And so whether mm-hmm. that is praying, and you know, sometimes God will tell us the purpose for the season that we're in. Sometimes he doesn't tell us the purpose yeah. for the season that we're in. So I think that we we need to be purposeful in our actions in the valley Mm -hmm. because there are there are so many blessings that can come out of that and there are miracles that we can see come out of that and so whether that's you know God saying hey you are in this valley so that you know you are you are sick in this valley and you're sick so that you can minister to the doctors and to the nurses that are around you or he doesn't tell you that you're sick so you can minister to the doctors and nurses around you so what do you do when you have no direction what do you do when you have no purpose and I think that in those moments we are called to do going back to what we know is true and we are called to simply in scripture we're t- we are all called to evangelize we're all called to share share the gospel and so i think it's even coming back to those simple points of i don't know what to do yeah. i have no idea what my purpose is in this season what are some of the basics what are some of the the foundational key yeah. ground floor things that i can do for me so that i know that i am still doing something yeah. purposeful in this season that i am still moving forward in in some capacity yeah. in this in this time
0: yeah and in that, you lean into the purpose of every believer yeah. is to glorify God yeah. and and draw others to him. Yeah. And so even in those valleys, you can say, okay, who else is in this valley with me that I can encourage, that I can pray for? And I've I've got tons of, of stories of, uh, of people in hospital beds that they pretty much knew. They were never yeah. getting out of this, this bed. And yet every nurse, every doctor, every visitor that walked in, they're praying for them. They're um, they're smiling. They're 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 talking about how good God is, even in even in the difficult situations. Yeah. And it's just they they hold on to that faith because they really have nothing else to hold on to in that yeah. moment. And man, it really can end up being such an encouragement to others. And Appreciate I know that, man, that's a that's a hard pill to swallow. Is that I'm, walking through the like, sucky time I'm the so one that, that needs can the encouragement. Encourage. Yep. But my role in this is to encourage others. Yeah. And the only the only thing that I can point to for this situation is there is, uh, we've been using all the preacher quotes, but there's a horrible one. I hate it. I hate it so much. I've, I've literally rallied against this preacher quote. Don't put a period where God puts a comma. Mm. And I hate it because it downplays what happens when God, God does put a period and it, it mm. forces people to, to kind of live in this life of, but there's always, there's always, it's always a comma. It's never a period. No, 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 There is a time when you are going to die. Right. And our faith and our trust, our belief in God is not about what happens before that period. Right. Right. Like our faith and our trust in God is not because he's going to make everything from here until death better.
1: Right.
0: Our faith, our trust in God is that the period happens and you turn the page and there's a brand new chapter. Right. And the new chapter is
1: amazing. Yeah. And so really is is that period the worst thing that can happen to us? No. No. Is, and no. But we, so many of us yeah. see death as, well, that's absolutely the worst thing ever. Yeah. But looking at our hope and our future yeah. and the reality that we have with Christ after this yeah. life, like, that counts for something.
0: To die is gain. Absolutely. And so, I, and I, man, I know that that's just an empty platitude to somebody right. that's in a valley that they're struggling yeah. with. But, man, we, we've got to set our, our eyes on eternity. Yeah. We we put so much energy on Look, if, if you're lucky, 80 years. If you're unlucky, 20 years, 30 years, whatever. But we put so much on that when you're, we're promised eternity, with no tears and no crying and no pain and no no more valleys. Like th- there there's a there's coming a time when right. the only valley you'll ever go through is if you want to because it's pretty, <laughs> right? Like you, you can live on the mountaintop um, because that's what God is promising us. And so, yeah, I, I, I hate the fact that it, it feels like platitudes, like it feels like empty words for somebody that's struggling, right. that's hurting right now. But the reality is in, in your pain, you can still fulfill purpose. You can still, right. even if you know that you're never getting out of this valley, like you can still do good yeah. in that valley. Yeah. But the greatest promise that we have yeah. is that even after the valley, there's more to the story.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, and that's, it's a hard pill to swallow. Oh. It's hard. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know what? I'm super mountaintop right now, and <laughs> yeah. this is fantastic, and this so is great. Easy. I mean, there yeah. there is a valley that I am walking through myself currently, and I yeah. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear it'll yeah. get better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, next Monday, perfection. Yeah. It's going to be great. In yeah. I wish that there was an ABC answer to yeah. that, but honestly, yeah. it's sometimes it's holding holding tight to what we know yeah. is true. It's doing yeah. the right thing, even even when you don't feel it. Yep. It's you know prioritizing those things in your life so that you can get some of those things off your plate that don't belong there. Yep. Um, and and it really is those small small actions that build up into the yeah. bigger the bigger outcome.
0: Yeah, and I, I think man, it's it it is hard uh, to be in that place, but to to recognize that that God's with you right in that like he is the God of the valleys like he he is present like you can experience his presence even in in these awful horrible no good situations and just say look I'm I'm putting my faith and my trust in him yeah um yeah I, I think it can be powerful but it also like I I get it like I've got friends that have died way too young yeah um that it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't seem fair yeah um, but we're not promised a fair life.
1: Eh, that's the thing though. Yeah. We're not, and we're not.
0: Man, this, this is the kind of, we're not going to get a bunch of uh, views on this one. <laughs> we're not, there's not going to be a bunch of likes and shares on this because oh uh, the reality is the version of Christianity that sells is mm. God makes life better. Yep. God makes your life perfect. Easy easy. It's the easy button for life. Just, just hit the Mm -hmm. God button and there's miracles and there's provision and there's never a bad day. There's never rain. Constant happiness. Yeah. Prosperity. Yeah. Uh, And I'm, I hate the, as a pastor, like I hate the fact that that's the version of Christianity that sells. Like that's the, you know, that's the message that gets shared. That's the, you know, everybody needs this encouragement today. So passing it on to everybody. And it's like, Man, try selling that kind of Christianity to Paul. Yeah, exactly. Try selling it to Peter. Exactly. Uh try selling it to Jesus. <laughs> like the the number of times that people are like, "Well, Jesus just wants me to be happy." Show me the verse for that because I don't see it. I don't I flipped through my Bible quite a few times. Yes. And I didn't see the verse where it says Jesus just wants me to be happy.
1: It what translation is that?
0: It's it's in the non-existent translation. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> All right. This took a dark turn. Um, <laughs> let's 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 close out with something uplifting because here's the thing. Good things do come from valleys. Absolutely. What are they? You were so confident Ooh. in your response. Absolutely. Absolutely. What, good are, what are the good the things that come out of valleys?
1: Fruit. 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 Growth. Mm-hmm. Strength. Experience. Wisdom. Mm. Character.
0: Ooh, I like that word.
1: Yeah. Yeah. we we gain all of these things when you know we're on, we're on the mountaintop i'm just i have this image of you know the guy at the top of the mountain just gazing out yeah. ab- along the vista yeah. and like he's not really doing anything yeah he's enjoying his view yeah. he's enjoying you know his hard yeah. work it took him a lot of hard work to get to that mountaintop yeah. but like once you're at the mountaintop like you have some you have some time and space like you're yeah. going to enjoy what you just yeah. worked so hard for yeah. And in the valley is the struggle, and as you're going up that mountain to get to that peak, is you're you're trudging, and you're you're hiking, and you're journeying, yeah. and there's step after step, and you have to stop and take water breaks, and yeah. your muscles ache, and but the benefit is worth it. The yeah. outcome, the outcome is going to be worth it, and so yeah. I I see us as walking walking through that valley and and gaining that character and that strength and and all of that that wisdom that comes with it and that is going to make that mountaintop so much better. Like it's going to make that experience so much more beautiful.
0: I love it. I agree with every single thing that you said. Like it just, there's so much development that takes place uh, in Valley seasons. Now there's something that we're going to talk next week about the plateaus. And I think that there's a lot of cultivating that happens in the plateau that Mm -hmm. then that, that cultivation, then you see that fruit when you're going through a struggle because You know, sometimes the struggle is not where you develop character. Hmm. Sometimes that's where your character is shown. Um, But I think that there's, man, there's, there's absolutely, there's something about this process of if I don't experience the valley, I don't get the mountaintop. Yeah. And like, there's some things that I, I need to go through so that I'm strong enough so that I'm capable, so that I even recognize, okay, like so many things, the worst things I've ever experienced all of them point me back to trusting in God. And and my faith was developed and my faith grew. And it was yeah. in those those weak moments where it was like, okay, Brent, wh- what are you really made of? And I wouldn't know what I'm made of. I wouldn't know what I'm capable of if it yeah. wasn't for those moments. Right. And so I think there's something beautiful about that. But there's one thing you didn't mention that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier that I wanted to throw out there yeah. as this closing thing is miracles happen in the valleys. Mm. I, I, I think, there it is, though. and I don't, I can't say that it's 100%, but I would say the vast majority of miracles take place in valleys, not on mountaintops. Right. So sometimes on the mountaintop you see, you know, more of the glory of God and there, there could be miracle moments on the mountaintop. But I think the vast, vast, vast majority of miracles that we experience are in the valley. And I think a lot of people are praying to experience, to agree, see a yeah. miracle. But they don't want to be in a place in life where they need
1: yes. the miracle. Yes. But, but
0: you don't need the miracle when you're on the mountaintop. Right. You need the miracle when you're in the valley. Yes. And so I, I think in that moment, it's it's like, um you know, the story of, was it the the paralyzed guy where the the, the Pharisees come? And they're like, is it is it his sin or was it his parents' yeah. sin? And Jesus is like, neither. It's so that you could see the glory of God. And it's like, man, I, I want to be in a place where... I can see the glory of God, but I also don't don't want want to be be in a place where I need to see the glory of God. You
1: don't want to be the paralyzed guy.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I want to be the spectator that's like, whoa, that was really cool. Uh, But, man, you don't get miracle moments when you don't need miracle moments.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In the valley, that's where the fertile soil is.
0: Yeah. Ooh, come on, girl.
1: So for the miracles. See, you miracles love plants and stuff. I, I, I do love plants. I don't plant anything. I do love gardening.
0: But there is there is something about the cultivation because that's where yeah. the water drains. And so, yeah, yeah you, you can cultivate things way better in the valley.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: But, yeah, so I think the, the the beauty of this is not just that the valley is where God does miracles, but it's that if you're in a valley, you can expect a miracle. Mm-hmm not guaranteed because we're right. not going there right but if you're in a place where it's like I, I need God to move we have a history we have a track record we have a whole right. book called the Bible that outlines and illustrates all of the miracles that, that God performs I mean the three Bible stories that Pastor Chris used on Sunday mm-hmm. I mean you got a little boy killing a giant with a slingshot on
1: his Grubhub run
0: on his Grubhub run <laughs> Uh, I used to say DoorDash, um, but I guess it's changed to Grubhub. Um, <laughs> so you've, you've got miracle moment there. You've got the miracle of dry bones. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why it's dry bones. Like, I mean, wet bones would have no, just been as impressive. Dry bones. Okay, so. <laughs> like Either way. Dry like, bones, bones, meaning they
1: have been there a long time. Not that it makes any, yeah, no, like, that no, 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 is dead. It, I dead.
0: I get it. That is dead. That's, that's all but. I was getting at. I was like, okay, <laughs> the miracle is that bones became living flesh uh but yeah dry bones make it even harder make right even harder. It's, it's like when uh elijah you know dumps the, the, the water yep. elijah elisha i always mix it up which one was Sh- which yeah. sure Sh- Juh came first right. i remember that because it's alphabetical elijah uh elijah. before elisha i don't remember man this is bothering I me this. I'm a pastor. I'm a preacher. I talk about these stories yeah. all the time. and I'm. I you
1: can't, should know this. I
0: can't remember all of a sudden. You
1: should. Re-
0: <laughs> Somebody's in the comments going to be like, is this guy really a pastor? Because he doesn't know like, the difference you between Bible Elijah before? and Elisha. He should pick up a Bible <laughs> once in a while. I'm sorry. Um, you're absolutely correct. I should. Um, so you, you've got miracle of bones mm-hmm. becoming an army of living flesh. Uh, and you have a miracle of the sun standing still, which, yes, we know that the sun doesn't revolve around the earth earth revolves around the Sun it's used in language that the people of the time would understand so did the Sun stand still or did the earth stand still technically speaking the earth would have stood still technically it's a miracle either way like, it's a miracle either way uh, and so anybody that's in a valley like there is the hope I would say yeah. not, not the guarantee I can't I can't I can't speak for God yeah. I don't know that he's gonna do a miracle in your life I yeah. hope he does I'm praying that he does but I know that the possibility of him doing yeah. a miracle is there, and for me, possibility of a miracle is enough for me to hold on to.
1: Mm.
0: If it, the good. miracle happens or it doesn't happen, man, I really hope it does. Yeah. But the possibility of a miracle, I would I would rather believe in a God yes. that can do miracles yep. than believe in nothing. That yep. there there's, there is no hope.
1: Yeah, I would rather walk through the valley with a even if it's a reserved expectancy. Yeah, yeah. Like, give me, give me I that little on. glimmer of hope yeah. that maybe just maybe yeah. this might get better.
0: Yep. And I'm not going to sit around waiting for that to happen. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to keep doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Yep. I'm going to keep walking through the Valley. But anytime I find myself in a Valley, I'm looking up, I'm like, all right, God, Yep. like we show off, we need, we need some Let's help. See it. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? I can't yeah. wait to see your creative miracle in yeah. this moment. And the beauty is I've seen a lot of them. Yeah. He hasn't done a miracle every time I needed him to do a miracle. Uh, but he's done enough for me to know he still he's, does them.
1: He does them and he's faithful.
0: Yeah. So, all right. That's that's, so, that's that's our advice for valleys. Hopefully, it helps somebody. Hopefully, it wasn't a depressing episode of the <laughs> podcast. It goes uphill from here because next week we're going to talk about plateaus. Yes. And then, the mess. is
1: it mess? The, the last mess
0: one. The meh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. That's how I wanted to propose the series. Meh. But they were like, let's do peaks and valleys. I was like, but I want to do like the highs, the lows, and the meh. Like sometimes life sometimes life is not high or low. It's just kind of true. Meh. Average.
1: You're just average. Just meh. Floating eh. along.
0: How was that sandwich? Meh. It was all right. It was all right. <laughs> How was the movie? <laughs> meh. It was OK. How's life right now? Meh. It's all right.
1: It's an accurate descriptor. Right.
0: So I think they're calling it plateaus because that's landscapes and geography. It works. And peaks and it valleys. Fits. And it fits. Plateaus. So that'll be hopefully better than than this one, (laughs) less depressing. And then I promise we're going to close this one out with lots of fun. Uh, We get to celebrate the mountaintop because mountains, mountaintops are awesome. Yeah. I lived in Colorado for a couple of years and the mountains, I miss them so much. I was in Washington State for about nine months.
1: The mountains off every Uh, morning, driving to work, looking at the sunrise over the mountains in the distance. uh, Like nothing beats it. Uh, Nothing beats it. Yes.
0: I love it beautiful all right so we're gonna do that next time around but uh sounds good until then hope to see you back another episode of between sermons have a great week
1: see ya